You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs, and the first podcast of its kind. If you're struggling to find work, are out of work, or need suggestions on what to do for work, you have come to the right place. As part of our commitment to you, we've compiled resources from fellow sick bizzers on the 75 ways you can make money from home. Just head to sickbiz.com resources and access the PDF. Change doesn't have to mean the end of the road. It can mean welcoming in the beginning of something new and better that you have always wanted for your life. Wouldn't that be wonderful if that was the case for you? If this was the year that you went after what you always wanted to and saw it manifest. I'm telling you as a person who has lived that, it is wonderful. So I highly encourage you to head on over to the site and check it out. My guest today had a dream that changed her life, a literal dream. In her dream, she connected colors to emotions and saw the picture that connected every human. She saw the unifying threads of who we are meant to be to help each other. Now her book, Kaleidoscope, Beautifully Unbroken, is nearly finished. It's a polyamorous marriage of concepts, the concept of color and even being a living breathing kaleidoscope that houses all those colors. Combine that with her freedom formula for breaking free of whatever has you stuck and you very nearly have the makings of a human manual. I know she will captivate you as she did me. And in addition to being a polished and gifted author and speaker, she is now a friend. Please welcome the rainbow queen, compulsive <laughs> optimist, and my amazing friend, Janelle Marie. Hello, Hillary. Thank you so much. Hello. I'm so happy you're here and you're sharing with people. And oh my gosh, this is just going to be fantastic. Well, you make me sound amazing. So let's roll. I'm telling you what, it's not making you sound amazing. Literally, I'm just telling the truth. So, you know, but the truth yeah. is amazing. And the truth about you is amazing. I think that's the very special thing is that you're a standout. And when you're a standout, the truth speaks for itself. Thank you, Hillary. You got it. So let's get to know you. Let's introduce you to our listeners and help them understand you came from a very different existence. I would almost say a, a polar opposite ex existence of where you are now. How did you get, yeah, how did you get to now? How did you get to the colors and the motivation and all of that? Oh gosh, the journey is the journey, right? And uh, whether you like your journey or not, it makes up who you are and you should be so proud of that. So for me, it was, you know, I just felt this continuous, um, almost shattered feeling like I'm not enough. I, I wasn't enough in the arena of height or weight or being able to have children or not being able to have children or finding my path to healing or you, you name it, I felt it. And um, as my story and my journey began to unfold over the last 15 years when I originally had this dream, I truly began to understand what 
the dream was about, to be able to share my journey, the shattered pieces of me, the way that I felt so broken inside, to waking up and realizing I'm not broken. Every part of me makes me amazing. Every choice I've ever made, every right or wrong, indifferent, whatever the public thought, didn't think, my parents thought, didn't think, my family thought, I knew that I wasn't broken. But I didn't know how to climb from the bottom of feeling completely at rock bottom mm-hmm. to healed whole and beautiful. And so I just thought the pieces of me, the colors of the emotions that I feel have to be talked about. I didn't want anybody else to feel the way that I had felt. Yeah, absolutely. And so you came to this realization after a dream. It it didn't just, you weren't just sitting there like, I've been in pain for so long. And now you just had a sudden realization like, oh, this is what it is. You actually went to bed, you went to sleep. And you had a dream where you were shown all of these colors. And it's not all of the colors of the rainbow. It's very, very specific colors that what I'm learning through getting to know you is through your research, you learned this download of colors was actually relevant to what they represent in real life. So talk about that. Was anything different the night you went to bed that night and you woke up and had that dream? Or did you wake up and have the dream and go back to sleep? Or what happened? Okay, that's that's a great question, right? Because people often ask me all the time, why the book? When the book? How did you get the title? I love the title. The title was given to me in a dream, but I was awake for the dream. I know that sounds crazy, right? But the the colors came to me in a sleep dream okay nothing was different the night before i remember feeling completely unworthy um some particular things that happened in my life a couple of weeks before adding up to and i just thought you know somehow some way i will be enough and i will make all my dreams come true whatever those dreams were having children um jumping into a new career, all those things. So I went to bed, I remember vividly, um, with a very heavy heart. And as I was sleeping, I saw this beautiful kaleidoscope of colors. And I just was, I I woke up and I remember thinking, wow, I wish I didn't have to wake up from that experience. It was so vivid to me. Right. And I'm a runner and I love to run. It is where I release. It's where I gain strength. It's everything happens for me on the running trail. And so um, I didn't say I was a fast runner or an expert runner, but I'm a runner. <laughs> and so um, everything happens for me out on the running trail. Even if I'm shuffling, it's still running. And I specifically remember the very next day, I still lap the same lap on the running trail. So I'm still running that same path 15 years later. The very next day I'm running in a particular spot. The wind is atrocious because it's right off a lake. And um, that day the wind was vast and it was, and I thought, I'm just going to quit. And truly I heard, write the book. That's crazy. And I heard it like a voice in your head or like it's the whispering winds on the trees or what? 
And, and you know, when, if you had told me that 15 years ago, 16 years ago, if you had heard, I heard a voice, write the book, I would yeah. have thought you were crazy. Like <laughs> something is wrong with this person. They're hearing voices. Um, but now I believe in that. I believe your dreams come to you when you're awake and I believe your dreams come to you when you're asleep. So for me, it was a culmination of 24 hours of just this receiving. Um, and, and now I see that as divine downloads. You know, that is what I was supposed to receive in right. that 24 hour period. The moment that that happened to me, I literally stopped. I vividly remember looking behind me, almost like, what the, uh, who is that? What is that? That's not for me. Mm. I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. I don't have a story. I don't understand what's happening here. So I tucked it away because that wasn't for me. I didn't believe. And over the years, and when I say over the years, I put it aside. I continued on the same path that I was on until I couldn't resist anymore. Things in my life kept happening. Um, and now I look back and it was all meant to be a part of this book. Um, whether I created, whether I created the journey or the brokenness or I furthered the brokenness, I look back, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the story. What matters is that I listened, I received, and when I got to rock bottom, I knew there was only two choices for me. Right. To be done. Mm -hmm. to be finished right. or to rise. Right. And I said, if I'm going to rise, I'm going to show others how to do the same. See, and that's what's so beautiful. And so I just want to recap this so everybody who's listening. So Kaleidoscope, Beautifully Unbroken, is that's the, that's the name of your book. It's the culmination of these divine downloads that you received right. where you began to understand the pieces of yourself actually we're reflecting all the colors of you, which are all the emotions, which is a unifying thread across all of humanity. It doesn't matter who we are, our orientation, uh, the gender we were born with, any of those things, it doesn't matter. Our ethnicity doesn't matter. At the base, we are human. We all have these emotions. Being able to compartmentalize them into colors makes it so that I feel like this commonality can be understood then. It, yeah. it definitely is a connecting piece to other people. It's a validation, you know, and especially during this time right now that we're all going through, everybody's staking a claim, everybody has an opinion. So it, it's a beautiful thing to have you on today because I think this is truly so unifying. But you have several sections to this download that you receive. One was the title, write the book, you think you're crazy, you've got the colors, you're seeing the kaleidoscope, you're going, wow, how does it all come together? 15, 16 years later, you're waking up to walk forward and put it all into place. And I think what's also just extremely gorgeous about this whole process you went through is that you came from severe pain. Yes. You had a lot of pain. What I've learned from helping people write their books is that we don't always have to dwell in the pain. And many people listening will understand uh, when I reference like healing the relationship with my mother, for example. People are, they hear that, they understand it, they know my past, whatever. I don't dwell there. 
I don't dwell there with my mom. I don't go, you know what I mean? To rehash this over and over. You do get to a place where you want to move on. You can acknowledge the pain. You say, I'm tired of being broken. I'm tired of being splintered. I want to just move forward. So I think there's all kinds of beautiful things that are happening to you. Um, Let's talk about some of the colors because I think the colors are so interesting. And when I first talked to you, I was like, oh, colors like a spectrum. You know, this is, this is what it is. It's not what it is. No. These are very specific colors. Can we do a rundown of the colors? I would love to. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So I know the colors by heart. So white is the truth. Correct. And so let's just do the rundown of the colors and then you can tell me what each of them means in your own words. How about that? Amazing. Okay. So white, we know that's the truth, but let's dig into that. What does the truth even mean? Well, you know, for me, it started with white because I remember on my, you know, on your original wedding day, you show up in the color white. Most people do, right? Yes. And I remember feeling so white, so fresh, so pure, so clean, so lovely, all the things, right? Because that is what white represents to the world. But the more I dug into white, you know, I, I learned the spectrum of colors when I was in the seventh grade. I, I did some sort of project around that. And, and what I found was white makes up all the colors, right, of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I begin to think about white as, gosh, if I could just show up as who I really am, then I would be white. And, and we would all show up and represent our truth mm-hmm. as to all the colors that make us who we are. And I wanted people to know me and love me for me, right. not for anything they wanted me to be, or I wanted them to love me for my mistakes. I wanted them to love me for my future, uh, regardless of what that looked like. And so I just thought, if you could really see my colors, then you could see the purest form of me. That's amazing. Because white holds the truth of yes. all the colors that you are. Yeah. You know what? It's funny because when I first learned that, I was like, why wouldn't black do that? Dump all the colors in. Like, this yes. makes sense. It's crazy. Yes. Life yes. is we're living in the upside down. That has to be what it is. (laughs) Absolutely. So the next color is green. And it's interesting. You know, what I love people to do is just take a moment and think to themselves, what would green mean? Because I can guarantee it is not going to mean what you think it means. What does green mean? What green means to me, and because I'm a runner and I love to be outdoors, You know, yeah, when you think of green, you think of money. Sometimes you think of, you know, whatever it is that you think of. But for me, I just remember two things here. I I ran originally to hide from my own internal stuff. Um, Back in the day in college, I started running when I was 18. Um, Except for you, if you count the time that I ran track in eighth grade to visit with my friends and annoy our coach, then I've been running since I was 13, but (laughs) it was 18, but I started running to hide from eating disorders. Mm. And so I was hiding. And as I would run, I love to run in nature. And as I would run into nature, you would see things blend in, in the green. 
Yeah. And so me, green represented being able to blend in and being able to hide. So green represents the chapter called hiding. Absolutely. Purple then is, I mean, it's so interesting because our minds are so visceral and they go immediately to what we've been, I don't know, just like what we've been exposed to. Absolutely. So purple is what? To me, purple has always meant royalty. Mm -hmm. Um, Just in the way that I was raised, that's how I learned purple to mean. Um, And it's the chapter embracing your reality, right? Mm -hmm. And you are, you are royal for who you are and right right where you are. And your reality doesn't remain your forever if you choose to change that. So it is such a, a uh, royal and profound, deep emotional feeling. And I, I really wanted to portray your reality is beautiful, even if it's awful. It is the place of knowing right now, but it doesn't have to be the place of knowing forever. Right. And you say something interesting in the book too, that it's not even your present. Like, what you are experiencing isn't even your reality because you can change it. Right. You can change it instantly and say, I don't want this reality anymore. I want to do something different. So I think there is a huge empowerment in that. And, and the royalty part of it, I love because it feels like our reality should be royal. It we is should, right? You're in charge of it. Yes. You know, and I use that even still today in one five minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. If I'm living in this reality of swirling in my past or swirling in a conversation, boom, I don't want to be in this reality. That doesn't serve me. I'm out. Let's go. I love it. It feels like reality girl could be a superhero. Like I'm out yeah. and she's here <laughs> and she's there and she's, you know, that's yeah. amazing. So turquoise represents transitions. I was surprised to find this. Well, all of these All of these symbols from the colors, I was surprised to find what they meant. I thought, personally, I thought you dug so deep because you could have stayed fluffy. You could have stayed the icing on the cake. You could have stayed like, purple is melancholy. It's sadness and grief. Green is jealousy. I mean, you could have gone to some really obvious places, but I think the the intertwining of the unexpected combined with some of the more traditional meanings that have been assigned to these colors, and then the divine download is astounding to me. It's astounding. So let's talk about turquoise, transitions of life. Well, for me, transitioning is, is one of the most beautiful things, right? It's mm-hmm. this metamorphosis of just coming, coming out and being willing to say, I'm, I'm done here and I'm moving on into the next world of healing, right? right. And to me, turquoise is this, it's a spiritual energy. It's an energy and it's, you know, it's protection um, of self it's protection from harm and negativity. So, and, and when we talk about the freedom formula, which I know we'll get to, you know, it's that acceptance stage. It's that I'm going from acceptance of where I've been and, and where I was to creating a new. Mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, when you, when you walk through markets and you see turquoise gems and things like that, it's, it's creativity. It's, it's wrapping your mind around, ooh, but I could change it this way or I could mold it this way. And turquoise just serves this beautiful spiritual energy. And that's the light I see. And that's the energy that's present even in grief as we transition, because eventually we'll move out of being attached to a person or being attached to a situation, and we'll see the beauty, whether that beauty is in a memory, whether that beauty is in, I've gotten enough out of here, because you were a teacher for a while. You had to transition out of that when you heard another little whisper that said it's time to go, and you transitioned even though you left behind some of your heart with those kids. You taught those fifth grade kids and you left behind your heart there, but you still transition. So it's not so much about, I think people are all or nothing people. Like turquoise is all of this and yellow is all of this and white is all of this. Well, white is all of it. That's the only one that it counts. Right, right. right. (laughs) But turquoise is all transitions, even the ones that break your heart. Yeah, 100%. Absolutely. And I think even for I'm, I'm a huge empath, you know, whether you want to be or not, like, that's just, that's just, I just, that's who I am. And I think you take that knowledge and, and you allow, you allow it to uh, formulate within you and whatever it is that you need to to carry and whatever it is you need to leave behind. Mm -hmm. And so that was the same as I transitioned from one career to the next as well. I use these steps to do that. So I like that you're carrying some pieces, leaving behind others. Um, Pink surprised me because I love pink. I'm kind of a girly girl. You're wearing pink right now and listeners can't see this, but you, you are. Um, Pink is what? Pink is judgment. Um, you know, we use our tongue is pink. Our mm-hmm. heart is pink. And, um, you know, you could go back and forth. Is it red? Is it pink? Is it red? It's a variation of pink, right? Right. In some, in, so the color of that chapter judgment is pink. Because in some cultures, boys wearing pink is accepted as, you know, that's what they do. In some cultures, that is not accepted. Um, boy should be amazing. There's this vast judgment and, and you use your tongue to judge, you use your heart to judge. Right. And so for me, the obvious color for the chapter judgment was pink. Yeah. I think that's amazing. And it makes sense. And then when I, when I read that, um, pink is for boys, it is for boys. It is an identifying color in, in masculinity. In some cultures, I was like, okay, listen, I am not woke. I need to, <laughs> I need to like learn more. Um, orange is amazing. Orange, when I think of orange, I think of, um, because it represents being broken open. And I think of like just kind of ripping open an orange as you do, like you have it with your hands. And it's just, you can see the core and you can see everything but orange is broken open and what does that mean what is the difference between being broken open and white which is accepting your truth oh great question that that question almost just like washes over me um when and for me i just thought if i could just allow myself 
to, to break open. And I, I do believe you have to allow yourself to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, it is, it's vulnerable. It's, mm-hmm. it's hard. It's beautiful. Right. So all those three things, um, really to me represented taking off the shell of an orange, yep. literally taking off the layers and laying it open. And you get this most amazing fresh scent yeah. with just flavorful opportunity. And when you allow yourself to do the same thing and you're broken open, you are full and whole and you're not pieces of something. You're, you're collectively beautiful. Right. And, then, and that's what I think. You, then you can live in your truth. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Why, why does like holding it all together, um, making sure the colors line up and match and run together and all these pieces. And then orange is just, I, I'm here. You can, you can take the scent and, and relish in it. And you can literally, it's something to taste. So it's a, it's being a receiver too. So I'm receiving everything. And again, and what I love about your book is that it is, it's, it's all sides. So it's not like when you're broken open and then the truth hits you and it's so great. It's like, Oh, you have to be ready to broken open, to be broken open. And this is why it is an actual physical kind of like a mental mindset. You're moving your mind around. Like I'm going to be broken open now. I have to get prepared for this because it means that the truths are going to start streaming into my life. And I better be able to handle it. Being Absolutely. broken open, it, it's a big thing, isn't it? It's huge. It's everything. It's, it is what allows you to go into action and take the next best step for your life. It is. I love it. I love it. And the next best step for your life might be represented by newness or freshness, which is silver, yes. all things new. And I think it's really cool about silver is that um, – you're taking the knowledge and you're turning it into wisdom and you liken it to elderly people. Like the silver on their heads represents what they've been through. It's wisdom. You know, you, you can talk to anyone with silver in their hair and there's been life lived and, and there's been, there's been hope. There's been shame, fear, guilt, all of it, but most of all hope because there's still, they're still thriving in some arena to share with you where they've been, where they're headed, what, what's important, what's not. And I think too of the, the silver anniversary, right? Like when people are married 25 years, they've been through enough <laughs> to be able to talk about it. And they are most likely committed to taking it forward. And so it's just, it's a newness of I've seen enough and yeah. I know where I'm going now. Yeah. And they keep walking into that newness to gather those experiences that turn into wisdom. So I like the way that you kind of laid out those stepping stones of you're not going to get to silver if you do not keep walking into new. A hundred percent. Yes, absolutely. Yellow is by far my favorite <laughs> color, my favorite chapter my favorite representation. What is amazing bursting yellow? You know, it's like, 
it's like the sun after the gray days, right? Of winter. Mm-hmm. Yellow is full of so much promise, hope, vitality. Um, it's, it captures to me more attention than any other color. It represents, ooh, wow, ah, okay. You know, it's just this, it's like a yellow starburst. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just this flavorful, I can do this. Yeah, I can do this. And yellow, again, because you're always looking at both sides of the, all sides of the spectrum, it's all parts of being alive. So it the is. chapter is be alive and it's everything and it's the joy of everything. Being alive is so joyful, even when we're in the midst of depressive states or it might not feel that way. Trust me, people, I know, but... But it is, but it is the full embrace of being human and how beautiful that is. And that's yellow. Absolutely. And, you know, in our world, we look out and you've got a yield sign. Maybe you've got a, it's a caution tape, right? Mm -hmm. There's still a little bit of pause in yellow of what's the next right step for me. Yeah. Um, And I love that too, because yellow also says caution, you know, take a look, you know what you know now. Yes. So make the next right step for you and it's all of it. It is. It's just a big, beautiful yellow smoothie, banana smoothie. (laughs) (laughs) And the final color is blue. What does blue signify? To me, blue signifies, you, you look at the sky, you know, on a, on a hopeless day. And sometimes all you have, and I remember, I want to take this back to, I want to take this back to 9 11 I remember on 9-11, so if you weren't alive for the 9-11, maybe you don't fully grasp this, but on 9-11, I looked up. We didn't hear the planes. We didn't hear certain things. We didn't, we still heard the birds, but we still saw the sky. We still saw the blue, beautiful sky. And as I was thinking of colors and blue and a dream to me represents full knowing. And now that you know, you know, you look at the sky, you know, it's blue. You know, even when you can't see it, you, yeah. you know, it's blue, right? right. It's, it's full knowing. It's time for me to take action and be in my, embrace who I am. And I know now that I am okay, right? It's the so, full beauty of you. All beautiful parts of you, everything is beautiful. Even your perceived imperfections, because we can get so bogged down being human. I think sometimes like, oh, my butt is fat and my this is fat and I, and I yelled at the kids today or I this or I that. And these are very incremental pieces that make up our lives. So blue is amazing to me because it's like, hey man, everything is beautiful. Your argument you had with your husband is beautiful. You know, the um, impatience that you're feeling about things to open up fully, that's beautiful. When you wake up and look at your, you know, sleep creased face in the mirror, you're beautiful. Like all of these things are beautiful. Yes. And it's blue is, it's promising, Mm -hmm. you know, and everything that you have walked is promising. It's a purpose. It's, it's happened for you, not to you. Right. And so blue is promising. Blue is promising. So then Tony Robbins would be blue because that's what he says. Everything happens 
Yeah. For you. Yes. I had to, yes, exactly. So we've got the colors, we've got the kaleidoscope, we're understanding this unifying thread to humanity. Now you're bringing in the freedom formula because some of these colors can, and some of these feelings that we're signifying, we're identifying a color with them, they can keep you stuck. Yes. You were stuck, you were in the muck for like many years. And I think like many of us just kind of not always stuck, but finding yourself periodically stuck as you go through life, as we all experience. So enter the freedom formula. You discovered the freedom formula, you wrote it, and you used it to help you move forward. So it all kind of works together. What in the world is the freedom formula? (laughs) Okay, well, and you know, I said to you the other day, I'm stuck, and you said, use your own formula. Uh, And I do, (laughs) I use my own formula within an hour and a day, you know, Mm -hmm. now that I know it, right? But I said to myself, if I can ever figure out how to get out of this hole, I will write about it so that others can too. And so for me, the first step is to stop and recognize. And you have to call it out. This is where I am. I'm in a mess Mm. or I'm in a, in a, in a tough headspace or I am depressed, or I am, and you can even use it in the best case scenario. I am happy, mm-hmm. but you have to stop and you have to recognize exactly where you are. Okay. okay. And then step two, you have to accept. There's a difference between recognizing and accepting, isn't there? Yes. When you accept, you give credence to what is. You say, okay. This is where I am. Um, Recognizing is going, maybe it's the holy cow moment, right? Like the, oh, crap. Crap. I'm going to have to pay for the DWI or I'm going to have to do this. But the acceptance stage comes in and you go, okay, so I know this is what, where I am, but this is what needs to happen. I'm going to have to take ownership. I'm going to have to apologize. I'm going to have to do whatever it is that I'm going to have to do. So you fully accepted where you are. Excellent. And that leads to step three, surrender. Surrender. And to me, this was the hardest part. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just the truth. I could recognize it. I could accept it. But to surrender and go, I need help. Mentally, I am not capable. I'm going to have to seek outside support. Right. I'm going to have to confess to others that this is the journey I've walked or whatever that looks like for you. And when I say that I can use it in one hour, like you said to me the other day, just working through parts of the final edits, I said, I'm stuck. And you said, use the freedom formula. It's as simple as being being able to say, I'm stuck, what next? I love it. I love and it. Because you you're... it in the worst of pain, and you can use it in the trivial parts of your day. I'm going to surrender. I cannot fix this air conditioner. I have to call <laughs> the big guys in, right? Like, or I can't, you know, stop smoking or whatever it is on my own. I'm going to have to surrender into allowing myself to be broken open, right? So. Yeah. 
Absolutely. So that's the journey. Steps one through three is quite the journey, but it also aligns itself with the book and the colors. Um, and then you get into step four. Mm-hmm. Once you've surrendered into it and you have lined up the people to help, you have to become curious. Right. So you have to create. It's the creating phase. And in order to create, you have to become curious. And you have to say, how is this going to serve me? You know, the more I'm curious about the vision I have to get where out of where I am, the more I'm going to be able to find the next best steps that I need to take in my life. No, and I love that because I think the create and the become curious is almost childlike. When we look at kids, they learn fear. So this is interesting. Like if you want to go pet a tarantula, for example, you have these ingrained fears of what that means and it becomes almost a value in your head. And But this is why zoos and, and other kind of animal exhibits have these sessions with children who are curious. They're curious, what does it feel like? They're curious, you know, what's the sensation of it crawling on me? They don't have that instilled fear. So I love that you're going back into a more childlike state of, I'm, I'm open, I'm open to receiving, I'm open to getting what I need to get through this step. And then you get to manifest it which yourself, which I think this is like the greatest step ever to me. Well, so it's my favorite, yeah. but what has to happen between three and four, mm-hmm. it's, my, it's my favorite part in the book. It's going from the judgment, right? Right. Phase. Like you have to get through that. Everything in your power is going to try to stop you of going from step three to four. Just like you said, it's ingrained in you. There's a fear. What will people think? What will, how am I going to get through this? What if they know the truth? Um, yeah. But there's, there's a process between three and four, and that's what I walk you through in the book. That's amazing. And once you get through, so typically you're taking people mostly through steps one through four because you're just kind of drilling into their heads this is the problem, this is how you go through it to manifest it. Five and six come as a result of getting through three and four. So in your book, most of the chapters cover steps one through four. It is only when you talk about being broken open and you talk about accepting newness and all of these things that come after surrender that you introduce steps five and six. So what are they? Okay, so five, and this is where you can just, you, you breathe, right? Your shoulders relax, and you're yes. just like, holy cow, I made it, right? Yes. You know, for me, it wasn't a holy cow. For me, it was much more, <laughs> it was much more profound than a holy cow. It was, you know, I don't, <laughs> I don't know my audience here, but it was this, this holy shit of yes. Yes. I mean, so step five is, is freedom. You yeah. are walking in complete freedom. And when I say that, you're going to have days where you slip up. But Mm. now you have the formula to walk through getting through those days. They're no longer years. They now become days. And for me, sometimes the days have shrunk into hours or five minutes. Like I can literally run through this in five minutes now. So once you master this, you will find that it serves your life so well. So freedom, 
you've allowed yourself to be open. You're completely real about what you need and what you want. Mm-hmm. And you're free to move forward in your own power and knowing that you're changing your life. It's the greatest gift you can give yourself. And yeah. Incredibly yeah. empowering. Incredibly. So, and that leads to what you're talking about doing this frequently, which is yeah. step six, action. Yes. Action. So you walk daily open to the breadcrumbs that are laid before you and you step into them in your own power because you know what serves you and what doesn't and you know what you are to receive and what you are to learn from right instead of taking it all on you receive the parts that you're supposed to receive and you let the other pieces go away and it's okay you don't have to hold it all you don't have to hold the shame you don't have to hold the guilt those are all teachers they're all from your past and you don't take them with you into your future And so it's action. Step six is action. You know that you get to move forward. Every day. Every Every day day you do this. And part of those action steps are using the freedom formula every day. Your holy cow moment, you're recognizing, you're accepting, oh crap, you know what? I can't fix this air conditioner. Yeah. Then you are surrendering. Okay, great. Yes. I know what I need to do. I know who I need to call. You're creating. I think that's just amazing. I love all of this. Recognize, accept, surrender, create, feel that freedom. That freedom is so hard earned. Yes. And then take that action. Oh my gosh. I, I run marathons and I ran the two full marathons that I ran were to refeed the metal. <laughs> and that's what your step five freedom is. And, and this is what I want to add to Hillary. We're talking about air conditioning. I can't fix the air conditioner. We're talking about whatever it is, but you can use this as someone who is highly addicted. You can use this as someone who has found themselves in the worst of scenarios. Yes. You can use this as maybe leaving a, a marriage that doesn't, serve you anymore you know all these topics are taboo people don't want to talk about them but this is something that you use in any arena this would be this would have been amazing because i was a master of self-sabotage for many many years that i think this would be perfect for that you have to just stop but you want to be in a non-judgmental zone when you're receiving this information you want to refuse defensiveness when you're right. receiving this information it's critically important you know the place of self-love that you're going enables that freedom formula and you'll learn as you go as you keep moving forward you know what i'm not attacking me i'm not saying oh man i can't do it again or you know, I can never figure things out or whatever. You are looking non-emotionally yes. at the problem and you're, whether the problem is drinking or whether the problem is you got to get the car in, you can't fix it, or you got to get your dog's toenails cut. That's a shout out to my daughter. When will the appointment be happening? We right. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's anytime you're confronted yes. with exactly. anything. So I love that. And your, your voice has gotten louder this year through this yes. journey. You pulled, you know, you, you pulled the ripcord, right? And 
you're getting used to speaking and writing more and growing your business. We have people right now listening. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking that, man, this is me, this is me. I want you to hear what Janelle has to say. So many of us are hesitant to use our voices. We're afraid to look like a fool. You know, we're afraid to put our non-makeup faces out there. What do you want to tell people who are hesitant to use their voice? What have you learned this past year about using yours? You cannot live whole. You cannot live all the beautiful pieces of you. And, and you know, Hillary, I really struggle when I say beautiful pieces, right? Is that masculine? <laughs> no. You know, people don't think of that as masculine terms or, or words. But here's the thing. I have been so broken watching men too try to live in their truth or find their place in space and and i i want to speak to the men and say this is for you this this is for you too you know um you said something very oh it just stabbed right through me in a in a profound way self-sabotage when you don't use your voice you are self-sabotaging your entire world and you can use your voice respectively. You can use it in a way that is respectful, but you have to be respectful to yourself first. Use it. You have to use it it and speak it. So if you, how are you feeling that you're using your voice more than ever before? You're coming from being a farm girl, being a teacher, You're coming from being a wife and a mom and all of these things that make up your life. And now you have this voice that people are listening to. That has got to feel amazing. Well, it feels amazing to be able to know that other people's lives will change. It doesn't have to take other people so long to walk through and feel whole. And so you use your, when you show up authentically, when you show up as exactly who you are, Mm-hmm. you change lives period 100% when you hide and you keep things to yourself you hurt others and and if you think of it as I want to show up I don't want to leave my legacy in my current situation change your legacy yeah change it 100% and the only way to change it is by using your voice and your actions tapping into your purpose and that's the very first page of your book is every soul has a purpose. Janelle Marie, what a marvel you are to us. And thank you so much for sharing everything that you are, everything that you are going to be, everything that you want for other people. What an honor to have you on today. Thank you so much, Hillary. You're so welcome. Janelle Marie set on a new path because of a dream and the tireless effort of making things better in her world. But she didn't stop there. Instead, she looked deeper. She thought about other people and how she could help them. She thought about the fact that she'd had the dream, yes, for herself, but more importantly, for others. In a world crying for some sort of unity and commonality, her kaleidoscope concept is it. We are all people feeling these specific colors. She has outlined in her new book, Kaleidoscope, 
Beautifully Unbroken, launching July 20th, people. Pick it up and understand how we are all one, no matter our pain, struggles, or the dreams we have inside us. And to get in touch with Janelle, please reach out to her at your email. <laughs> yes, Janelle Marie, J-A-N-E-L-L Marie at Gmail. I'm sorry, JanelleMarie.author at gmail.com. Look at that. Stepping into the truth today. Yes, You've seen it. And yes, we will also have that information for you on the Sick Biz Podcast blog page. So don't worry. You can click the link and get in touch. Before you go, just a reminder to check out the job resources we brainstorm just for you at sickbiz.com slash resources. This just might be the day you turn your employment upside down into entrepreneurship and walk a path that leads you right to the laptop lifestyle you have always fantasized about. It's totally possible. You know many people who are doing it. No reason that you can't be one of them. That's it for today's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.